Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. Hello. Why are you doing my voice? That's my job. <laughs> I think kind of on the heels of some of the the disappearance episodes that we did mm-hmm. recently, we were thinking like, hey, it might be fun to do some like conspiracy theories about musicians. Which there's plenty of, apparently. Yeah, and um, we actually, you reminded me of this, I forgot we had done this, but a while, like several years ago, we did a short episode about the conspiracy theory that Stevie Wonder is not blind. Yes, which I found absolutely hilarious. And I don't even remember the reason why people said that he was pretending. I think Um, there was like a small handful of like recorded instances where he did things that people misattributed it as proof oh like his mic started to fall but he caught it and people are like how would he know he was falling yeah but exactly you know people who are blind have heightened other senses so i was gonna say they apparently haven't watched daredevil or else they would more likely think that stevie wonder was daredevil than that he wasn't blind that would be a terrific show (laughs) i know right i was just thinking the same thing I'm kind of sad like, that that doesn't exist. Like Daredevil, but it's set in the 70s, and it's Stevie Wonder, so it's like kind of a cross between like Daredevil and Luke Cage. Hmm. I would watch the shit out of that. I Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we can't talk about that because it doesn't exist. Oh. Speaking of things that don't exist, um, let's dive into a conspiracy theory that the CIA killed Bob Marley. What? Now, digging into this, because so with these conspiracy theory episodes, because we'll probably do a couple of them at some point, but looking into them, I kind of realized that they are a bit more work than I originally anticipated. Uh, just because we can't just jump in and say, okay, here's the conspiracy theory. Like, at least in this case, like we have to do some backpedaling into like context. Yeah, like pivotal moments in his life that later on relate to what that like theory talks about. So oh. we kind of need to cover a, like a couple of points in his life first to give a little bit of background. And then we'll get into the theory and then whether or not it is plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're not going to spend time talking about who Bob Marley is because if you don't know, read a book listeners. If you don't know, get out. <laughs> so uh, on December 3rd, 1976, Apparently, there was an assassination attempt on Bob Marley's life. Now, I don't know if I knew this. I vaguely remember um, this. Um, I don't sounds know if I a little familiar, on, I guess. I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but like in middle school, I ended up doing a book report on Bob Marley. I forget why, but it basically required me to kind of research his life. Uh, okay. At this time in late 1976, um, you know, this is in Jamaica, obviously. And um, I guess there was a, a political like election going on at the time uh, between the Democratic Socialist People's National Party and the more conservative party, the Jamaica Labor Party. Now, apparently, I didn't dig into this too deeply just because I'm trying to like keep the pace of this going. But um, from what I could gather, things were pretty violent between the two sides during this election time. Mm-hmm. And both sides, like at this time, Bob Marley was really popular and successful and both of them were like oh we want bob marley on our side to like help our cause basically mm-hmm. he um would basically say publicly that he was not politically active and he didn't want anything to do with the politics really 
As opposed to being politically active, he actually was planning to perform a song at a concert that was basically meant to end the political violence. Um, so obviously he was for the peace, which shouldn't surprise anybody. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I, I can quite pin this down, but it sounds like the, the, the date of the election was moved up to shortly after this concert was going to take place. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a result, I'm not really sure why, but apparently both parties saw suddenly like, oh, Bob Marley is performing at this concert like two weeks before the election. That must mean that he is uh, performing in support of the People's National Party. Since he's not the one who moved it, like moved the date or anything, I don't know why suddenly that was his fault. And he was clearly saying like, I'm not being political about this. Mm. Regardless, um, on the morning of December 3rd, seven armed men raided Marley's home. Uh, Marley and three others there including his wife, who was shot in the head, all survived. Wow. Um, they were all shot in various places, but then they, none of them were seriously injured, I don't think. If nothing else, they all lived. And then just two days after this happened, that concert took place and Marley performed as planned. So that's pretty impressive. Now, the gunmen in this attack were later identified as members of the Jamaican Labor Party, who were based, so basically this is in retaliation for assuming he was supporting the other party. Now they're coming after him basically. Mm-hmm. And they were all later tried and executed. And, uh, Don Taylor, who was Bob Marley's manager, um, was actually one of the people at his house who was shot, um, in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I guess he and Marley were present for the execution of these guys. And, uh, Taylor basically said that before one of the shooters was executed, the guy claimed that the job was done for the CIA in exchange for cocaine and guns. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. This was in 1976. So a few decades later, uh, in 2006, author Timothy White published a book called Catch a Fire, where basically he basically underwent an investigation of this whole shooting and all Mm -hmm. that. And uh, it said, based on information he got from both of those two Jamaican political parties, as well as U.S. law enforcement uh, officials, all of this research and investigation he did led him to believe that the gunman was contracted by the CIA. The So the, the claims of both of these two different people at two different times, you know, I'm not saying that it's necessarily true because they said it, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely want to cover that they did basically make those claims at the time. So kind of put that on the shelf for the moment, listeners. Um, so then if we fast forward um, to... Well, really, about only about six months later, in July of 1977, Bob Marley was diagnosed with a malignant melanoma on his toe. And basically, it's a deadly form of skin cancer. And uh, I pulled a quote from the Mayo Clinic page on this whole thing. And it says, quote, melanoma, the most serious type of skin cancer, most often develops in areas that have had exposure to the sun. But it can also occur in areas that don't receive much sun exposure which is more common with people with darker skin. So from what, I, from what I was able to gather, melanoma in general is more common with people with lighter skin. I'm screwed. So I, I, I got the impression that some people were like, well, he has dark skin and it happened on his toe that isn't necessarily like getting sun exposure. So what the heck? But mm-hmm. from this, this suggests that for people with darker skin, it's more common to get this in areas that are actually covered from the sun, basically, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So uh, his doctors wanted to amputate his toe, 
to kind of stop the the cancer from spreading. Um, he said no. It sounds like he had another kind of less dramatic medical procedure to kind of, you know, take care of it at least to some extent. Mm-hmm. But he didn't he didn't go ahead with the amputation or anything, and he continued touring. Um, was it on his big toe or? Not- I don't know. I've kind of been picturing that, but I don't actually know on the top of my head. Yeah, because I mean, if it's your big toe, you kind of need your big toe to be able to walk. But if it was like a different toe, it's like, it's not that big a deal. (laughs) I'm sure that information is somewhere. I just didn't write it down. Anyway, so he kept touring into 1980. So after he performed two shows at Madison Square Garden in New York City, he collapsed while jogging in Central Park and was taken to a hospital um, where it was actually found that his cancer that had started in his toe had now spread to his brain, lungs, and liver. Ooh. You know, this was maybe a year later after they first discovered it in his toe. So this grew really fast. Yeah. And so in the months that followed, his health de- deteriorated very fast. You know, no surprise there. And um, I guess he was treated for several months at a clinic in West Germany. And then uh, on his final flight home back to Jamaica, I guess, as he was nearing the end of his life, on his way home, he reached critical condition and was taken to Miami instead. Mm -hmm. And he died at a hospital there on May 11th, 1981, at the age of 36, which is tragically young. And his, uh, so remember, remember uh, Ziggy Marley? Yeah. His son. Weren't we just talking about him? Yeah, I've... I forget what context. With the uh, the Arthur theme song? Yeah, that's right. That's right. His final words to his son Ziggy were, quote, money can't buy life. So Sadly, that's, kind, that's of kind of true. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, by that time, Bob Marley was famous enough, you know, he had all the money in the world to be able to spend on saving his own life. But mm-hmm. at some point, it's like, you know, you can't. So he died in 1981. Now, fast forwarding a little bit to within the last couple of years, um... So in November of 2017, there was a conspiracy website called Your Newswire uh, that published an article called CIA Agent Confesses on Deathbed, I Killed Bob Marley. Now you might be wondering, how is that possible if he died of cancer over the course of like two or three years? But um, according to this article, um, a 79-year-old retired CIA officer named Bill Oxley confessed to killing Bob Marley. Um, and the article quotes him as saying, quote, He was succeeding in creating a revolution that used music as a more powerful tool than bullets and bombs. A Jamaican Rasta man who started using his funds and fame to support causes around the world that were in direct conflict with the CIA. To be honest, he signed his own death warrant. It's not like we didn't warn him. We sent a few guys to shoot up his house in Kingston. Now that's referring to the assassination attempt in 1976. Mm-hmm. Um, according to this article, this guy is basically saying we basically did that as a warning, basically, and which also would explain why nobody was killed despite being shot, mm-hmm. you know, in that raid. Um, the article goes on to describe how this CIA officer, Bill Oxley, um, posed as a photographer at that concert that Marley performed at two days later. Mm-hmm. And um, he said he gifted Marley with a pair of Converse All-Star shoes. And he put a nail in one of the shoes that was, quote, tainted with cancer viruses and bacteria. Um, <laughs> For one, cancer's not a virus. And two, what? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into this. <laughs> um, 
And so basically when Marley tried on these shoes that were gifted to him, he hurt himself by this nail that was stabbed his foot, basically. And, you know, of course, this claims that that led to the cancer that formed in his toe. Now, uh, so that that article was published in 2017. Apparently in, in May of 2019, the theory became more widespread as a result of, I think, so this seemed to happen by a, a number of different conspiracy theory accounts on Instagram. And, you know, as news can often be shared without uh, verification, people who shared that story uh, included rappers like Busta Rhymes and T.I. Not Busta Rhymes. The, the, the long and short of it is basically a lot of people shared it on social media in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this whole theory that uh, the CIA guy basically pricked Bob Marley with a with a cancer nail. <laughs> with a cancer-laden nail. Yeah. So actually later that same year, um, the founder of that original website, Your Newswire, um, shut down the site. And he is quoted as saying, quote, it was decided that we would no longer cover unreliable conspiracies whilst also being much more responsible in fact checking content before publishing. Mm-hmm. So then um, basically, you know, half a year later in July of 2020, just a couple of months ago now. Um, USA Today basically set the record straight by publishing their own article that like addressed the the theory and you know went on to des- to describe like oh we checked with all these different sources we did this independent research other mm-hmm. people have done research basically fact checking the whole thing even though that website is no longer around like you can still go read the article through like a wayback machine link basically mm-hmm. that's how I read it anyway. So uh, according to their findings, basically the whole theory is bogus. Um, They said, quote, the existence of Bill Oxley and whether someone with that name was a CIA agent cannot be corroborated. Reporters for fact check sites, Snopes and 4News also found no record of Oxley. None of the information in the article is verifiable and the existence of Bill Oxley cannot be confirmed. So basically everything that came from that article supposedly came from this guy. Mm-hmm. Bill Oxley, but no one can verify that he exists. Maybe it's like a what's that thing where you go into witness protection? Maybe it's his witness protection name. Well, well, so that was my thing, and I kind of want to discuss this a little bit. Like, I I'm of the I'm personally of the opinion that that story was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but for sake of discussion, I think it might be worth wondering, like the thought process behind some people who may actually believe that this is true. You know what I mean? Like you could yeah. say like, Oh, these supposed fact checking websites or USA today, they have their own agenda. So maybe they're not completely unbiased. Um, you could say that um, uh, kind of like what you were just alluding to is what if the CIA basically wiped out any evidence of Bill Oxley after his death? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, like for whatever reason, if he was starting to, you know, spill stories, maybe they w- did away with all traces of him so that people would be like, oh, see, he doesn't exist. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just figured it might be interesting to kind of. Technically, I guess they probably have the power to do that, but that's why there's like independent journalistic investigations. Usually they can yeah. uncover things that the CIA does that are bad. They're not that good at keeping secrets. <laughs> Plus, not only that, a lot of times CAA things 
that were done and were, say, classified or something, usually after a period of time, become unclassified. I don't know right. what the time frame of that is, but, you know, with things like the Freedom of Information Act, people can usually get their hands on unclassified documents like that. Right. So, so from what I can tell, the this article, like, assuming it's bullshit, was I think it was because I remember earlier in in the episode I mentioned how there was just basically two different people earlier on who said, "Oh, the CIA maybe had something to do with it." Mm-hmm. My guess is that this article is written based on those claims and kind of elaborating it into this whole story of like, "Oh, when this happened, his life that was us. When that happened, you know, that was because of this other thing we did." I was gonna say. The only part of the story that's even somewhat believable is that maybe in that initial conflict between, like you said, the two political parties in Jamaica, yeah, that could have been motivated by the CIA only because, as you said, one of the political parties was called the um, Democratic Socialist People's National Party. And if it's one thing America hated at the time, it's socialism. So they could have been trying to influence the politics and the island to basically suppress, you know, more a more social socialist party uprising. And Bob Marley could have gotten mixed up in that unknowingly. Who knows? But at yeah. least from a political standpoint, it has been proven that the CIA has gotten involved in the politics of other countries and basically tried to suppress certain political ideologies, let's just say, from taking hold. Uh, right. So. Oh no! I mean, I personally, I would not bat an eye if I learned with certainty that they had some involvement in the politics there. Like mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Whether they were involved in his assassination, I don't know. So if you read the article, and like, I'm not obviously like, I'm not going to read the entire article on the episode, but mm-hmm. um, I, you know, reading through the article and kind of like the the reasoning that this guy supposedly gave for it, it seemed a little. It, it, I don't know. It seemed like it had holes in it. It didn't seem like it was watertight by any means. Yeah, Bob Marley was a voice against, you know, certain agendas, but mm-hmm. that's not really a reason that he would become a threat to the CIA or like the national security and that kind of shit. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what I was thinking too. It's like Bob Marley had really good music, and he was speaking from a, a point of basically fighting injustice. But it's like it's hardly like he's the first musician to have done that. <laughs> you know, this right. the music of the 60s was pretty much nothing but that. I know, they would have gone after like every other musician at the time. So, to be like, to, to be like, oh yeah, that guy specifically, he's, you know, starting revolutions and stuff, it seems a little like far-fetched. And honestly, if, if, a, if a revolution is happening and you go and kill like the the peacemongering voice of that revolution. Like that revolution isn't going to die. Like they're going to come back twice as hard. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be, he's going to become, he would become a martyr and exactly. So I don't know the, the, and the way it was written, like all of the supposed quotes from this guy just felt kind of fake to me. Mm -hmm. It felt like someone wrote this guy as a character versus like an actual quote. Yeah, you like know, from they were person. they were like they were writing the 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 words in the way that they think a CIA agent, agent would talk, from like sort of fictional perspective. But it, of, it felt it felt like kind of like for, like a character in a movie or something. Yeah, I was like gonna say like you know this like whoever wrote it like watched way too many CIA movies and yeah, 
thinks this is how the CIA uh, guys talk. Yeah. So, I mean, from what we can tell from, at at least from the evidence that has been investigated by these independent parties, it seems like this guy doesn't exist. And the article itself comes from a publication that was shut down because the founder said this is unreliable. Yeah. So, you know, maybe the CIA threatened him and made him say that. Yeah. I was going to say, and the sad thing about all of this is, even though that site is probably defunct, you just know that all it takes is someone to share, you know, the article on Facebook and, you know, spread like wildfire and people will be like, see? Well, I, I actually clicked onto one or two of the links, like the Instagram links, of posts that were cited as like one set were spreading this. Mm-hmm. And it even had like a overlay over it that said like, Hey, this is proven to be fake. And you had to like click through in order to look at it. So they're like, it seems like social media sites are trying to be better about fact checking and like telling you up front whether something is fake. I know there is some controversy with social media in that regard, just in terms of like, what they consider to be facts versus other people. Um, True. And we don't need to get down that rabbit hole. um, It's interesting that something that happened, you know, in the late seventies, even nowadays is generating fake news for lack of better phrasing. Yeah. Um, It's kind of just like an an example of how false information can spread very quickly. And that's the thing. It's just like, you know, all it takes is like a five second Google search to be like, oh yeah, that's not true. But because so few people are willing to even do that little amount, it's 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 like, oh yeah, this article confirms something I believe. Therefore, I'm going to believe it. Um, yeah. The funny thing I've, I was just reading though is that as far fetched as the whole like, oh, someone put a cancer laced nail. By the way, cancer can't be laced onto things. It's not a virus. It's not transmittable. It is a mutation of your cells. <laughs> It, the, the, are you telling me, Kyle, that the nail wasn't tainted with cancer viruses and bacteria? <laughs> this, this, it sounds like the same shit we're hearing now about coronavirus, you know. Yeah. But um, as far-fetched as that plot seems, apparently the CIA has been uh, known to attempt to assassinate people in very odd ways. I was just reading that apparently in the many different attempts they had to assassinate uh, Fidel Castro, mm-hmm. one of them included smuggling a jar of cold cream containing poison pills into his room. Mm. Another included using something called thallium salts to destroy his beard. Uh, another included la- lacing his radio studio with LSD to cause him to have disorientation during broadcast and damage his public image. Huh. <laughs> So is that what happened to us? Yeah, that's exactly what happened to us. Um, we don't need LSD to discredit our public image. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but yeah, apparently the CIA, at least in the case of Fidel Castro, has done gone to extraordinary lengths to try to kill somebody. Well, so. and so it, it, you know, with the whole thing with the the shoes and the nail. Not necessarily the fact that cancer was on it, but, you know, something similar to that, you know, in a Mm -hmm. different context with someone like Fidel Castro or something like that is it would already by itself be more believable to me anyway. Um, Yeah, because they they, I I could I could see them seeing Castro as much more of a threat than Bob Marley. (laughs) Yeah, like the weird 
assassination attempts on someone like him, that makes way more sense. Um, it just seems really bizarre. Now, I, I guess um, in terms of like, you know, we're saying like, oh, this whole story is fake and, you know, all that stuff, which, you know, we believe that's true. But I I think it's worth noting, you know, I, or I guess reiterating the fact that this is based on prior, the, or earlier theories from prior decades, basically, rather than because like, remember with the whole um, uh, when Glenn Miller disappeared, mm-hmm. we did that episode a couple ago, and uh, there were, one of the many theories was that he died in a brothel. Yes. And it, that one felt so out of left field that like as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. But mm-hmm. the idea of him being knocked off by the CIA in itself raises an eyebrow, but it's not immediately like you're going to discredit that, especially, you know, given certain political things at the time. Like, you know, it, it, it's while I wouldn't say it's likely why, by any means, it at least posed itself in a way that wasn't necessarily immediately going to be written off by people like who see the headline for example yeah exactly which i think Um, is it makes it more dangerous for spreading on social media and stuff like that because yeah yeah and because there is such a distrust of the cia and the sort of warmongering assumption that basically anyone who speaks about peace and love is basically a threat to the cia because they're all about war and hate (laughs) so yeah there is that sort of like general distrust by more i don't know revolutionists or liberals or civic-minded people i guess that you know the cia is a force for uh, not good in the world also known as bad listeners i know words (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so I, i mean i don't know if we have really much else to say about this um but i felt it was sort of an interesting thing to discuss um, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that it was a thing. While I can't really say that we are coming at this unbiased, like, if I'm going to be biased about something, I'd rather it be biased against something that is clearly unverifiable. Hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but if you listeners have bone-chilling evidence um, that could change our minds, where can they tell us that, Kyle? You can post a, a rant about it on YouTube. Um, and then send us the link and say, watch this, do your own research. And they can do that at facebook.com slash get your funk. That's what I was trying to get to because everybody knows listeners that everything on Facebook is true. (laughs) You know, where else is all wholesome family goodness and truth, Kyle? Um, funk radio dot or get your funk.com. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) funkradio.getyourfunk.www.edu uh no you at getyourfunk.com you can find all of our episodes including but not limited to that one we did about stevie wonders blindness a while back yes we will probably be doing more of these in the future just because they're kind of interesting to discuss Mm -hmm. but that's it for now yay uh this has been your host kyle and this has been your host peter And you have been the listeners. Bye. We love you.